Welcome to Leaders Lift, episode 24. I'm your host, Greg Cunningham. I'm excited to share today's topic with you. Now, do me a favor. I want you to mentally picture your favorite breakfast cereal from when you were a kid. Got it? Mine was Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries, of course. That's just a fun icebreaker that I use when I conduct seminars or do anything like that. It's a good way to get folks to talk to each other. But why would I do that today when we really aren't having a conversation and there's no one else, but maybe you and me, maybe you're listening in a car and there's a few others. Well, I wanted to put you in, into a bit of memory lane mode before I ask my next question. Here's that question. Do you remember when you were a kid and it was the day before your birthday, Christmas, a family vacation, or something else that had you so excited that no matter how hard you tried, you just couldn't go to sleep? I can still picture laying in bed, just begging my brain to shut down so I could sleep so that the next day would come faster. Now, if you can think of a situation like that, ask yourself how often or even maybe when was the last time you were that excited about something in your life. And then to maybe get more specific, is there anything in your life right now that gets you that excited? Even every once in a while? All right, so if your answer is yes, what is it? Maybe you have a new career opportunity coming up or you're entering a new phase in life and that gets you super excited. If your answer is no, why not? What is preventing you from finding that thing that gets you excited? And I'm talking about big things like new careers, relocating, buying a new home, new relationships, and then also maybe small things like that family vacation you always wanted to take. So the spin I'd like to put on this and today's topic is about following our dreams. What keeps us from following them? And what can we do about it? Now, last week I shared this quote from Steve Jobs, and I want to tie it into us as well. So I've just been thinking a lot about this lately. The quote is, if you're working on something exciting that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. And then the day that I prepared this episode, I also saw a meme on LinkedIn from uh, a group called Leadership First. So let's tie that one in as well. Here's this one that says, give yourself permission to live a big life. Step into who you are meant to be. Stop playing small. You are meant for greater things. Let the vision pull you forward. And remember, you're meant for greater things. Sounds like a dream to me. Now, as always, before we get started, just a reminder to subscribe, follow, share, rate, review. Do all of those great things in your podcast player or in you know, Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you go to get your podcast because that will really help us get the message out about this show. Also a reminder that I've got some great information in my show notes and you can follow me, Leaders Lift, on Twitter and Instagram or you can follow Mount Nebo Consulting on LinkedIn to get updated on when episodes come out and any additional content. I have been trying to drop some shorts on uh, YouTube, so that's available too. And I put this full episode up on YouTube as well, and that's just Leaders Lift on YouTube. Now, also would love to get feedback, what topics you want me to cover, and that could be anything as simple as use the feedback form to tell me what your favorite breakfast cereal was. That's great. 
All right, now on with the show. So I haven't done story time in a couple of weeks, but I wanted to share one that I think relates to today's episode. So a few years ago, we decided to purchase our first camp trailer. And if you've listened to any of this show or Gadgets for Families um, or seen a lot of my posts, you'll know that I'm really big into the outdoor stuff. And so buying that camp trailer, I totally felt like a kid before Christmas. I had done a bunch of research and I had a general idea of what we were going to purchase. We also knew we were passionate about camping. I talked about that in several, several episodes. Most of it up to that time was tent camping. And, you know, one week or one year, I spent 20 plus nights sleeping in a tent camping. So definitely was big into camping. But I was still wrestling with the decision. It's a pretty big expense if you buy a camp trailer. So how do I justify the expense? Will we actually use it? Will we buy the right one? Will we be able to take care of it? It was brand new to us. Lots of open-ended questions and a lot of concerns. But I do remember the drive and excitement that kept pulling us forward to go back to that Steve Jobs quote. So that helped me work through all of the fears that came up. And sometimes I just had to ignore them too. So I did my research. We talked about it a lot. We went and looked at a bunch of trailers at a dealer and got a good idea of what we thought we wanted. And we ended up having to order it from the dealer, and that was okay. It was still early in the year, and we wouldn't be using it for a couple of months anyway. So we signed the paperwork and then made the deposit. That was the big commitment, right? You're going to put in this semi-non-refundable deposit. Now, at this point, paying that deposit, there have been times when I've made big purchases that I've regretted it immediately. I, I won't necessarily admit to having traded in cars within weeks of having purchased them. Um, so... At this point, things could have gone one or two different ways. I could have started second guessing all of those questions that came up. Is this the right thing? It's super expensive. Did I get the right one? Are we really going to use it? And then try to figure out how to get out of it or even take, you know, take a hit on that deposit. But interesting, that didn't really happen. I was still concerned, yes. Those questions were still there. It was a large purchase, but they were very easily drowned out by the excitement of what we had ahead of us. And it was a month or two between when we ordered it and when it finally came in. And anytime we were driving on the freeway in that intervening time, I remember talking to my wife about almost every trailer that we passed. And we would talk about what is that one like compared to ours. And we would talk about our plans for using our trailer when it arrived. And Actually, because we had to order the trailer, we hadn't actually been inside that exact model. So we looked at every YouTube video and every manufacturer video that they had on the one that we ended up purchasing. And we were looking at where the outlets were and how we thought we would use the different pieces. And then we started looking at all of the different accessories and things that go along with it. Because if you think you're done when you buy the camp trailer, boy, you are sure not. So all of that excitement was just there and it just kept pulling it pulling us forward i still remember when i got the call that said hey your rig came in when do you want to come pick it up and the day before we went in to do that um it really was like trying to fall asleep on christmas eve i was so excited the whole experience was great even though we really didn't know what we were doing and there were some fears there and the first weekend after we got home i think we went and looked at it on like a thursday or something like that we couldn't wait. We took it out immediately that first weekend. We had no idea what we're doing. It was cold. The weather was yucky, but we just couldn't wait to get it out and at least do a test. And so we did. Now that started us on a path that we have no plans to deviate from. While most people purchase these trailers and spend five to 10 nights a year in them, 
we spent probably 30 that first year. A couple of years later, we upgraded to a newer, uh, newer trailer, a little bit bigger, better floor plan for us because we didn't know exactly what we wanted. And our life had changed a little bit with the grandkids and stuff. And that year, last year, we spent 70 nights staying in that trailer over the course of the season. So why do I bring up this story? Well, let's dive into our main topic and let's tie it in and see if we can make the connection. Now, some might have said that the drive to get a camp trailer could have just been a passing fad and that we could have made a very expensive purchase and regretted it. That certainly probably happened for many families or individuals that decided to purchase an RV during the COVID pandemic. It's just kind of how the way it is. They jumped in because that was the only way they could get out of the house. And, you know, two years later, there's tons of used RVs on the market because they just didn't stick the way they thought it would. But four years later, we're still camping. I'm leaving on another trip in a week. So that wasn't the case for us. And at the time, I wasn't positive it was more than a, uh, more than a passing fad, or in this case, since we're talking about dreams, a dream that we had. But here are a few things I did know. First, we loved to camp. We had proven that. We had camped in tents for over 10 years, lots of nights. My wife was all in on this, and so was I. So that wasn't a big deal. Second, this wasn't something we just did spur of the moment. It's not like I have a dream to run out and buy a Ferrari and now I can't afford to pay for the gas or the insurance on it because all I could do is make the payment. If you remember that episode of Coach, old, old TV show when Dauber bought the sports car, you'll know what I'm talking about. We had actually thought about this for some time and the vision and the excitement of the end state kept pulling us forward. And even after we had put down the deposit, there was no regret. You know, like sometimes when you eat the whole king-size chocolate bar, you thought it was a good idea at the beginning, but then when you're done, you're like, oh, that was a mistake. Yeah, nothing like that. So, you know, we did our due diligence, and we made sure that this was a dream and that we knew what we were getting ourselves into, at least as much as we could. So I hope you can see in this story that this really was a dream that we had, not just a passing fad or something that we forced our way into. Now, buying a camp trailer or spending so much time camping may not be as significant as a dream of becoming a CEO of a Fortune 500 company or starting your own business that allows you to support your family financially as well as being there for them at the same time. Or, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, that's your dream, and so you got to figure out how to make that happen. But it was still the kind of dream that pulled us forward. And we did some of the things I'm going to suggest later in this episode to make it happen. All right, so let's talk about first, how do you know if it's a real dream? Now, there's kind of two parts to this statement, real and dream. Is it a dream or is it a passing fad, right? Is it something that you're just going to get all excited in the moment, like that new social media website that's out there, and you're going to dive in and do all this kind of stuff and then realize, yeah, I don't really care, and you wasted your time. Right, And then real is about it being at least somewhat realistic. Let's talk about the first part. Is this, real, is this a dream right? and not just a passing fad? So things that you can ask yourself. Is this vision pulling me further down the path to what I want in life or helping me meet my fullest potential? I've talked about both of those things just a ton right, over the course of of this podcast. So is it pulling me further down that path or is it going to take me off the path or making me go backwards? Is it the first thing you think about in the morning and the thing that keeps you awake at night? 
Now, I'm not saying that it necessarily becomes the only thing you can focus on and becomes more important than taking care of your kids or being part of your family or whatever those kinds of things are. But is that what you think about doing, right, in the morning? And do you stay awake at night or do you wake up at 2 a.m. with this idea about that thing? If so, it might be a dream of yours. When you're engaged in the other parts of your life, do you keep going back to that idea or future state? When you look at where you are and where you could be, do you feel lost or trapped? We've talked about that over the last couple of weeks. This doesn't necessarily mean that you're completely unhappy, but it could be something like, yeah, I've got a good position. I'm making good money. I'm taking care of my family. Got pretty good work-life balance. But this just isn't what I really want to be doing. So that's something that you can look at. Because uh, that's saying, you know, I'd like to be doing something else. My dream is to not be doing what I'm doing. I'll do it if I have to, but I'd like to be doing something else. Is there at least a bit of fear that creeps in when you think about it? So you think about this and you get all super, super excited. And then those fears and those doubts and that kind of stuff start to creep in. Has this been going on for more than a few days? Have you been thinking about this concept or this idea, talking about it to others, writing it in your journal or whatever for months or a year or whatever the case may be? Have you started making plans, even if it's just in your head, on how to get there? And have you started thinking about maybe what sacrifices you might need to make to help that dream come true? So those are some of the questions that I think you can ask yourself. And, you know, hopefully you'll be able to take those questions and go back to the story that I shared about buying our RV, even though that's not a big deal, and see how that that really was a dream because I could answer all of these questions and everything kept leading us back to purchasing that first camp trailer and becoming, you know, habitual campers, whatever you want to call us, right? But I also want to caution when you start thinking about is this really a dream of yours? That sometimes we get caught up in the moment and maybe we don't recognize life changes that are coming in or, or realize that we're focused on, on this maybe too much. And, you know, I talked to several episodes ago about, and I actually think I've talked about it twice, but I talked about how I had this dream of becoming a doctor. And as I started to pursue that, I really started to struggle with it and ended up not becoming a doctor, and I'm very grateful for that because it would not have meshed with my life. So sometimes we need to be aware that we may start off answering these questions, but watch for the changes and the things that may indicate that, yeah, maybe this wasn't as big of a dream or as important of a dream, or maybe this was a little bit more of a fad than it is uh, a dream that I want to make happen. Let me give an example of that. Um, and that's before I talk about the realistic part. So this is a dream that definitely was realistic, and it's not just because I'm talking about my son. But um, he got completely absorbed into soccer. You know, when we moved back from Texas, that followed him here, and he was a four-year starter as a goalkeeper, a two-year captain um, for the team. And, I mean, he was—yes, he's my son, so of course I'm going to brag a little about him— but he was really good. He's also about six foot three, built the way he needs to be built, super flexible. And throughout his freshman, sophomore, and junior years, this was his life. This is what he wanted to absolutely do. 
He wanted to go to college. He wasn't, he wasn't dreaming about being a professional soccer player, but he wanted to go to college and play at the college level. So, you know, we, are, we live in a small town, so that's really hard to get seen by scouts or, you know, even colleges or any of that kind of stuff. We didn't know what we were doing, so we actually worked with a service that helped promote him. And so through that service, he was able to get connected to coaches and get his highlight videos up there, a lot of those different things that you do. And he started getting a lot of interest, especially between his junior and senior year. And it was interesting that as I watched him start talking to coaches, I even sat in on a couple of the calls with coaches. And as he started to go through this process, and then as his senior year started, it started to change, right? He wasn't obsessed, meaning living and breathing soccer all day long. He still loved it. He played it every day. He watched it every single day. He could still do all of those other kinds of things. But as he started to go through this process of pursuing that dream, he started to realize what he really, really loved about soccer. He loved to play. He loved playing with the group that he had played with in club soccer and then in high school for several years. And over that summer between his junior and senior year, he played for a different club team that he didn't know, and he just did not enjoy it. So when he combined that with some coaches that didn't follow up and then the idea of trying to figure out in some of these schools that were really, really expensive and the scholarships would cover a large portion of it, but not everything. Was it really worth it? And then he started talking to other friends of his that were going to play at the college level and all of the work and all of the stuff that they had to put into it. And then he also was always tired and always kind of in pain, right? I mean, that kind of goes along with these super long sports season where he's always got some injury or another. And so he was great, still pursuing his dream, but eventually he brought all of this stuff together and just said, you know what, that's not really what I want. I thought it was, and he gave it 100% to go after it, and he could have made it, but he just decided that he didn't want to do it. So he could answer all of these questions at the very, very beginning, but then as he started to chase the process, realized that the answer to those questions started to change. And that this probably wasn't something that he really was that interested in. And then, so they had a really good season their senior year. And in the quarterfinals, they got beat. And I found it interesting that when he came home from that game, um, he was already a completely different person. It was like this whole weight had just lifted from his shoulders. So he's not pursuing it, but he's still going to college. He's going to do the things that he wants to do. And he'll play soccer and he'll ref soccer but it's just not going to be at what he realized was not as big of a dream of his that he wanted. So my point there is that as you answer yes to these questions, pay attention as you go along. And I'm going to talk about this later, but there's nothing wrong with starting down the path of your dream and then realizing that eventually you need to course correct. So sometimes that happens. It happens a lot, actually. Sometimes they're minor course corrections. But in this case, for him, it was a major course correction for him to say, no, you know what, actually, this is not what I really want. There are things that are more important to me. So us buying a camp trailer, Wyatt deciding not to play soccer, a good way to see, yes, this was a dream. And yes, Wyatt's was still a dream, but that changed over time, whereas our camping one has not. So 
I hope that can help you see those examples. Now, part two of that question, right? Is it a realistic dream? And I want to be really, really careful here because I do not believe that I should be squashing anyone's dreams. You need to decide if your dream is realistic or not. But the first question I ask myself is, can I actually achieve this dream? So yes, I could go camping in my camp trailer. Yes, I could pay for it, all of those kinds of things. Yes, Wyatt could make it to college. He had offers. He could have signed those contracts at any time and played soccer at the college level. Now, for me, I love to play sports, but at my age and considering my current state of health, I'm pretty sure becoming a professional athlete just is not realistic. So that's what I mean by, is it realistic? Can you achieve it? And then the second question to ask yourself about this is, can you see a path forward that is doable, right? Yes, there are gonna be mountains. Yes, there are gonna be obstacles. Yeah, there probably is gonna be some unknown when you build this plan at the beginning. But can you see the path and can you go, yeah, it's actually doable. I can get there. Or like me becoming a professional athlete, do I start my first day of conditioning and go, oh yeah, no, this is a big mountain. I'm not going to do that. Right? So can you achieve it? And can you see a path forward that is doable? A third question would be, do you have the resources you will need to get there or can you find them? Right? We're all going to need help on our journeys. Like for us with Wyatt, we had to go get somebody else to help us figure out how to get exposure out to colleges so that he could, they could see what he could do. And then the final one about this being realistic is, has to do with fear. And when the fear creeps in, have you figured out if it's a valid fear, meaning that it's a warning, it's your brain and your gut saying, wrong, wrong, red light, red light, red light, right? and that you're not gonna head down a path that's gonna be great for you? Or have you been able to identify those fears as just something that you can work through and just, you know, your typical doubting yourself and this is a big change in my life and all of that kind of stuff. So can you achieve it? Can you see a path forward that's doable? Do you have the resources you need or can you get them? And then have you figured out if fear is a real valid warning or if it's just that thing that you need to keep working through and push past? Okay. So now if you've determined that, yes, this really is a dream and I want to pursue it, and then you have realized, yeah, it's actually realistic. So for me right now, I've got a new business idea. I've decided, yes, it really is a dream. I've been talking about it with people for years. And when I tell everybody I'm about to pursue it, they're all going, it's about time, right? And now I'm trying to validate the realistic part of this. I'm trying to do some things I'm going to talk about here in just a minute, right? Make sure that I know it's realistic. So you've de decided it's a dream and that you believe it's realistic and you want to go after it. What's next? Well, first, let's go back to some of the concepts I've covered in this podcast, meaning way back to the early episodes. And that's knowing yourself and what you want out of life. So some things for you to consider. Does your dream align with what you believe is most important in life? And will it move you further down that path? Is it going to help you check those key boxes of things that are most important or the way you find value or all of those other kinds of things? Like for me, one of my boxes is helping others or being a problem solver, even though I'm starting to question how much I really want to be that kind of a problem solver in life. If the answer to these questions is yes, it aligns with the things that are most important in my life. Yes, it'll move me down that path and it's going to check off some of my key boxes. Great. That's awesome. 
Next question. Does it align with your personality style? So personally, I just went back through my personality report and compared it to this new business that I want to start, this new thing that I want to do. There are some really good pieces of alignment, and there are also some things that could be possible concerns, especially in the short term as I get things going. So it's something for me to be aware of. Now, if the answer is no, no, it doesn't really apply to what I think is most important in life, and it's really not going to move me down the path towards that, and I'm not sure it's going to check any of my key boxes, and it doesn't seem like it aligns with my personality style report. Now, I'm not saying at that point that it's not a good dream for you. I'm also not saying that it's not realistic or that things are just going to go badly. But I am telling you, you need to be deliberate and think about that. So if the dream is more important than what you used to believe was most important in life, some things are going to have to change. Do you need to change the dream? Or do you need to change those long-term goals? And have you unconsciously or even consciously shifted from what used to be most important in life to what is now? Like Wyatt shifting away from soccer or me shifting away from wanting to be a doctor. You also may want to consider retaking the personality assessment because it could be out of date. If you had any of those you know, major stressors or events in life, like I talked about a couple of episodes ago, then your personality style could be a little different. And maybe the letters aren't different, but maybe some of the extreme nature of each of the letters has changed. Or maybe some of your strengths are different or those things that you're going to value the most. And the personality assessment is just one way for you to get some of that out of your brain and down into something that you can consume. These are all very personal questions, okay? Those, you have to answer that, right? Have I, has my life changed enough or my goals and my objectives and things that matter most to me changed enough? And this dream now helps me pursue that new thing. So I need to go back and rewrite my, this is what matters most to me in life if I had a statement like that. Or do you go, oh, you know what? Maybe this really isn't a dream because these other things over here still feel like they matter the most to me and the dream doesn't align with them. It's a personal question that you're going to have to answer, but at least you can ask yourself those questions. Even with all of that, there's one other thing that weighs pretty heavily on my mind and may need to be part of your consideration as well. If it's professional related, Will it align with your financial, support the family, those types of goals? In other words, can you make enough to live doing that profession? So like me, that's one of the things that I have to consider from the practical part of this new business that I want to do is, will this allow me to get to where I want to be from a financial standpoint in supporting my family? You know, I also mentioned way earlier that maybe somebody has the goal of wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. Well, if they're working full-time and they're bringing in half or more, whatever, of the family income, then this is a big consideration, right? If I pursue this dream of starting my own business so that I can be home with the kids while they're still young, but yet I still need to support the family financially in some way, shape, or form, will this dream of mine make that happen? Those are all questions that you need to be asking yourself, and which is why I said don't just run out and buy a sports car, right? Because You've got to think through these things. In my mind, just jumping in, maybe it'll work out sometimes, but most of the time you need to be much more deliberate about this stuff so that you aren't impulsive, so that you don't put you, your family, others that rely on you in a position that's very, very tough to get out of. It's always easier 
to start where you are, build the plan, start executing on the plan, and course correct along the way than it is to jump into the lake and try to learn how to swim right then. That's a pretty big course correction. Oh, yeah, I really don't like water, and I don't know how to swim. Well, I'm already in the lake. What do you do about that? I don't know if that example makes sense, but that's just what popped into my head. So that's number one, right? Consider those things. Second, deal with your fear, or at least know how you're going to deal with your fear, because if you're like me, it's going to pop up and go away and pop up and go away and blah, 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 right? Does pursuing this dream make you a little or even a lot afraid? And can you get to the root of that fear? If so, evaluate it. Is the fear a warning, like we talked about earlier, of heading down the wrong path? Or is it just your brain saying, ah, just stay comfortable. Stay in your comfort zone. You don't want to risk that. Or is it the naysayers that are telling you that? Or, you know, whatever the case may be. So you've got to figure out if you're going to be able to deal with that fear. If you're not going to be able to deal with that fear, if the further you go down the path, the more it's going to consume you. This may not be the best path for you, even though it may be a dream that you have. And one of the ways that you can work one of the ways you can overcome that fear is through planning. And I'm going to talk about that in the next section here in just a minute. Also, let the vision, let the excitement, get excited about what you're going to do, right? Let that pull you forward. And then build yourself a network of resources to help you work through this. I told you that with my new business venture, I've got people saying it's about time. And yes, you can do this. And you know, I shared that quote about you're meant for great things. And everybody's saying, yes, go, you can do this. So have that sort of a network of resources that'll help you work through when you could go to them and say, I'm having a panic attack, not a literal one, but you know what I mean, right? I'm kind of nervous or I'm stressing out. I'm thinking maybe this wasn't a bad idea that they can talk you down off of that and say, hey, calm down. Remember what you're doing. All right. So one of the things that helps me the most with all of this kind of stuff is to, you know, that being able to see the path forward. Well, to me, that means I've got to have some sort of a plan. Right. And first and foremost, don't just jump in, jump, just jump ship and dive in headfirst in the water if you don't know how to swim. Wouldn't recommend that. Um, you want to be deliberate about this. So plan it out. What are you going to do? You know, what is the end state? And then what are you going to do to get there? What will you need from others? What sacrifices are you going to need to make? So if you're going to start your own business and you know you're not going to have income for six to 12 months, whatever the case may be, then what sacrifices? How do you cut back your expenses? Do you, are you willing to draw out of your savings? Are you willing to use other assets to fund the business? That's just one question. The same thing could be asked for a stay-at-home mom, not just how am I going to fund the business, but how am I going to make sure that my family is taken care of? And then what things may I have to give up? There may be some personal things. If I want to be that stay-at-home mom and take care of my kids, am I going to have to give up my personal movie time that I, I watch? one TV show a night, you know, whatever the case may be. But there are sacrifices that will most likely need to be made. If you've got a dream that doesn't require any sacrifices, I'm going to ask if you're dreaming big enough. What sacrifices may others have to make? So if you're married, if you have a family, if you have other people that depend on you, let's say you're running a small business right now and your dream is to sell it so you can retire early. Is that going to be a sacrifice from other people? You know, what sacrifices will they have to make emotionally, financially, time, whatever the case may be? So build that plan. And the, what you do is probably the majority of it, but you need to address these other questions. 
Then you also need to have a realistic transition plan. So most people are not in a position where they can just say, I'm quitting my full-time job today and tomorrow I'm going to start my business and everything will be just fine. You probably need to have some sort of a transition plan. I have a former colleague that just left his high-paying tech job and is going to make greeting cards and make greeting cards for a living. And I've watched some of his stuff on Instagram. It's pretty cool. Um, so, but kudos for him. I don't know how much of a plan he had about how he was going to make this transition, um, but he knew it was a dream. And so have a, have a transition plan. Make sure that you know not just how you're going to achieve your dream, but how you're going to transition from where you are today to where you want to be. Now, a lot of that is going to overlap on how you're going to get there, but make sure that you have this transition plan because like for me starting this new business, there's now, there's when the business starts, and then there's this end state where the business is doing what I want it to do. And that time between, when, uh, between now and when the business starts is my transition time, right? And then I've got this plan about how I'm going to achieve that vision of where I want the business to be, you know, however long down the road. So I do need both the transition plan and the plan to execute and get to my dream. Map out the impact of the transition and the end state. How does it impact you personally? How does it impact those around you? I've already mentioned financial considerations. So you got to think about that. Unfortunately, in today's world, most of us have to think about the financial considerations of this. And that may have to, that may dictate your timing, right? I mean, you may need to put more money in savings before you can start the business. So you've got a way to get there. So how does it impact you personally? How does it impact those around you? Any financial considerations? Now, this last piece in here from a planning perspective, and this is something that's very personal to me. So if this is not you, I don't mean to offend, but pray about it. You know, get guidance from others. And for me, that means getting guidance from my family, but also means getting guidance from God and saying, am I headed down a path that's pretty good. I mean, there are a lot of people much, much smarter than me that I can get feedback from. And personally, my relationship with my Heavenly Father is one of those. So I won't go into that. Um, but that's something else that I would suggest you take a look at. And then before I wrap up, find your courage. We talked about dealing with fear. That's one thing. And I've talked about fear and how courage doesn't overcome fear, but it helps us work through fear. But in this case, fear is one thing. You're going to have to deal with it, but you're also going to have to have courage, right? You're going to have to have courage to get started. You're going to have to have courage to keep going when it gets difficult. You're going to have to have courage when the people around you say, you can't do that, or that's crazy, or why would you jeopardize your great position that you have, or that's not fair to your family. You're going to have to have courage to keep working through this. And part of that comes from remembering the vision that you have. And allowing that vision to help you overcome the fear and have the courage to allow that vision to just keep pulling you forward. Another way that we can get that courage is when we allow the plan that we've made to reassure us that we can do this. Right? I have a plan. I see how it gets me to my vision. Right? I see how it gets me to that dream, to where I want to be. And i got to go back and look at that and say, yes, I know there are going to be some obstacles. And oh, by the way, I already anticipated this one. Okay, so let that plan be reassuring, okay? And then I mentioned this earlier, but something super, super important. Remember that most things in life, 
they're not permanent, okay? And that we can almost always change or course correct if needed. So, you know, I'm gonna start this new business and the one permanent part of it will be the money that I spend and invest to get the business going, right? That is not gonna be that easy to recoup if I, you know, get three weeks into the business and go, oh, this was a bad idea, right? But there are most of the decisions that we make in life we can change or course correct if we need to, especially if we've got a plan and we see how that plan's gonna enable us to get where we wanna go. So, you know, if you have an opportunity to take a new position at work or you found a great job opportunity or you wanna relocate out of the country, right? Most of the time that stuff is not permanent. It's not that I make this decision now and I'm gonna be that for the next 30 years of my life. Okay, so remember that most things in life are not permanent we can change and course correct as needed. Have the courage to get excited about this stuff. And when you talk to others, especially folks that say, do you really know what you're doing? Get excited and say, yeah, look, let me tell you where I'm going and this is how I'm gonna get there. And this is what it's gonna be like. And when they say, have you thought about the negative stuff? Say, yeah, 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 yeah. I know there are negative things, right? But I've got a plan to work through those. And oh, by the way, I may need your help. So that's how you may have to get others on board and convince them that where you're going is is great. And then ultimately, you may have to ignore the voices in your life that try and convince you that you're crazy or that you can't do it. And I talked about this, I don't know which episode it was, but I talked about sometimes we have relationships that all they do is take, 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 take from us. They drain our wells and never put anything back in. Well, taking on a new path like this, this may be the exact opportunity for you to say, I just can't have that in my life right now. I don't need somebody else trying to convince me that I can't do this. I'm dealing with enough of that in my own head. So I, I just, I'm going to set some boundaries. And then ultimately, there will be times when you just need to push through. You're not going to feel like you have the courage. You're not going to feel like you can do this. Remember the vision. Remember the plan. And just push through it. And hopefully tomorrow will be a brighter day for those kinds of things. Well, I hope this was helpful. That's, that's all I have for today. You know, just a couple of, just to recap real fast is, you know, first and foremost, figure out if it's really a dream that you have. Is it realistic? And then take this practical approach and start going after it. Consider the things like, does it align with what you value most in life? Is it going to take you further down the path to your most potential? Check those key satisfaction boxes in your life. Um, you know, figure out how to deal with your fear. Build a plan. You know, I'm big on plans. I spend a lot of time planning. And then find the courage. Maybe that comes from a spouse. Maybe that comes from a friend. Maybe that comes from your relationship with a higher power. You know, whatever you need to do, find that courage to pursue this dream. If it's really your dream, don't think small. Go big. So if you've been considering a change or you have a dream that you've always wanted to pursue, like this colleague of mine that's going to build handmade greeting cards. I think that's awesome, not something I would want to do. I'm not that kind of creative. But I think that's awesome that he's willing to take that risk. I hope this episode will help you determine if it's a realistic dream and then help you move forward and pursue it. Remember, let the vision pull you forward and remember that you are meant for great things. Now, thanks for listening to the, till the end. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or my YouTube channel. Follow Leaders Lift on Twitter or Instagram or Mountain Ebook Consulting on LinkedIn. And until next week, go out there. 
and help someone, even if it's just you, move down the road towards that dream. And that's a great form of lifting. Thank you.